Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Blue Surge Podcast. Mike and Joe and Craig, we are here with you on April 4th. It is about 6 p.m. Eastern Time. We hope you've all had a wonderful weekend. Weather, I, I, I was going to say weather starting to turn around because we're in spring, but now it's just raining instead of snowing. So it's not changing that much, but we hope you're having a good week and had a good week so far as we move into the weekend here. We have a tournament to talk about. We have some card releases to talk about. And then a couple scattered maybe tangents here or there, but it's going to be a pretty straightforward episode for us. So before we get into Fort Wayne, which happened this past weekend, Joe, how are you doing today? I am tired. I am exhausted. I I spent today just doing errands and different stuff so just being a a big boy and doing my adult things today and i'm tired yeah your day off is really just your different job yeah but now once we finish recording assumably you can relax correct i'm gonna try there you go play some uh ptcg live that we've been grinding into lately yeah, I also for my birthday uh I bought Pokemon X. Ooh. Went to one of those secondhand um shops and bought it for like thirty bucks. Thirty bucks isn't bad. No. I people were saying like, oh, just play the emulator. It's free. And I said, I kind of just want to play in bed like a handheld. And I never played the game. So I bought one. I deleted Neil. Who didn't really have much there to begin with. So I think it, they dumped it and sold it. Well, I'm cool sure they me. did. I'm sure they did. And your birthday is, is it tomorrow? Yeah. So that means that's also been also three years of the podcast. There you go. Boom. We're, we're getting at that point, man. So around three years, we started around Joe's birthday. So your birthday would have passed by the time the episode goes live. So I guess happy, happy future birthday. Past birthday. Happy future past birthday. I, I think Pokemon X is a great, a great title. That's the, that's the game that reintroduced me to the series. I played it heavily one through three. Kind of stopped around four skipped all of five and then i got into pokemon x mega evolution all that good stuff on the 3ds and it really it really reintroduced me to the game in a way that's kept me hooked ever since and everybody like everybody like i know loved x and y because of megas and i never got to experience this so it's like you know what i'm gonna go get that and i the other week we did that um ranking of pokemon list for each generation oh yeah like on the little yeah yeah I know what you're talking yeah about. and i remember going through gen six and i'm like this is a lot of good pokemon here so um i wanted to just go play it it is one of the smaller generations it's like less than 70 pokemon i'm pretty sure i think it's like 66 or 67 pokemon so it's I'm pretty sure small. More Pokemon than that, huh? I'm sure there's more Pokemon than that. Well, I mean, in the game, but let me look real quick. I don't think Generation Six 
I think it was really small. Hold on. 72. That's the number. So there were 72 new Pokemon, but you got to also take into account that this is also the game that introduced the fairy typing as well. Oh, okay. So Gen 6 is, I think, the smallest dex out of all the generations. However, it didn't necessarily feel that way because the mons were good and you had mega evolution and fairy typing. So, so even like old Pokemon that you've already seen before, they, they had a new typing to them or they had, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so there was a totally different vibe to it. Um, yeah, megas were really cool. Uh, I love the Dex nav for shiny hunting when I got really into that. That was, I mean, the GTS was really well. The, the multiplayer, not that it would really apply to you now, but the hub system was pretty solid. I, I think you're going to enjoy it. I'm curious to see what you think. I might ask you on the show you know, next week to see how it's going. I'm curious to see how you feel going backwards because it's not pixel, but it's their first attempt at the 3D models. So I'm curious as someone who picked up the game again, basically, I mean, you played Sun and Moon, right? Yes. So I guess maybe it won't be as bad, but I'm curious to see what you think. So I'm going to ask you as that's going on, but you're tired. You have Pokemon X. Are you going to start your copy when we're done recording? Um, I got to the point where I'm selecting my starter. Who are you going with? I'm Froakie. Ah, uh, you basic Greninja fan. Basic Greninja fan? What does that mean? I think everyone picked Greninja. Oh, I don't. Um, I don't care. I'm just. I was just. Well, it, apparently you do. No, I was just teasing you. I picked. Well, you called me basic, so you, you you care. I picked Chespin. Ah, I basic really Chespin fan. I Quilladin was terrible, but I thought Chestnut was a funny looking guy. So I, I thought he looked like I thought he looked like like off brand Bowser, which he kind of does. So that was cool. Um, but I think you're gonna I think you're gonna enjoy the game. Anything else going on with you? You've been again, we've been playing a lot of TCG Live, man. Yeah. We've been playing a lot of that. I mean, ever since Scarlet and Violet basically became a viable and legal set to test online, we have been grinding games. How do you feel about the meta so far? Um, I like the pacing of it. It is slow enough. It reminds me of the EX era. It still flows and functions well. It's just slow. It's it's just not everything on turn one. I guess. Yeah i I think Lost Box is the best deck in the format. I, I do think I think Lost variants are the best, just because it has some of the pacing from the previous format. And Lost Box really benefits from the slower gameplay. You know, it's able to kind of get its pieces quicker, or if it's delayed a little bit. I, I do think Lost Box is really, really good so far, but we've tested Oinkaloin, Darkrai, Guardi, Maridon, to to extensive enough points to really get a good feel for the deck. So it's been it's been fun. It's been a lot of fun. I've been like I said, I've been playing a ton too, and we share an account, so usually one of us is spectating the other, and it's been working out so far. Moving on from that though. 
we had, I guess we had two regionals over the weekend. We had Fort Wayne and we had Sydney. We're not going to spend super large amounts of time on these regionals because we know where everyone's minds are at. Everyone's minds are at EUIC, which will finally be the first Scarlet and Violet legal event. That being said, though, I think it's worth noting who our two final deck archetypes are to win a regional in this rotation. In Sydney, we had just under 250 players. In top eight, we saw a lot of Lost Box. We saw some Lugias. In the end, Lost Box with Ray, Amazing Rayquaza, ended up winning the event. So kind of a, a swan song for the Amazing Rares that played two Raikus, two Ray, uh, Rays, and it beat a, I guess we'll call it standard Lost Box with the new Zamazenta, things like that. But Lost, Lost Box saw saw pretty dominant showing in regional and Sydney. In Fort Wayne, which had almost 1,200 players, you know, the location's nice, it's the last event of the year, blah, blah, blah. We saw another Lost Box variant take first place in Lost Box with Hisuian Gudra. Which I guess is more just like, not really Lost Box, I guess it's Lost Zone. We've seen Gujra do well before. It ended up being Lugia in the finals. The top eight at Fort Wayne. We had a couple Mews. We had three Lugias, two Gudras, and a Reggie. I believe the Reggie was the number one seed going in, and it lost to the eight seed and the eventual champion who played Gudra uh, by Maxwell Johnson. So congratulations to those two players. Lost Zone did end up taking both regional championships heading into rotation. Which, I mean, like I said, I feel like... I don't know how you feel early on. I, I do think that Lost Box will still be the best deck in the format right now. Especially while things are getting flushed out. I don't know how you feel about that. Um, well, I... Given what we know is... I don't really think Lost Box is completely still optimal yet. So, like, everybody's playing in Japan the um, energy where you attach and switch. So, I, I don't know. I, we done, let's say, done a lot of testing. I'm, I just still don't know how I feel about where the meta is. I'm just happy that it feels wide enough to feel that I'm not sure yet. Well, I think everyone, like you said, I don't think really anybody has a clear idea. And because of that, games go a little slower. Misplays are made a little bit more. I mean, I'm probably I'm probably winning 60% of the games, losing 40% just off of, you know, deck optimizing or big misplays or deck builds I haven't seen before, like small small changes like that. And I think I guess I feel that way with Lost Box because the tough part is whenever I see a comfy, it doesn't really tell me anything. You know, like if I see a cram, that doesn't really tell me anything. You know, now we're in a meta where maybe I see Kyogre. Maybe it's Radiant Charizard. Is that Zamazenta going to come down? There's things that I have to play for that may or may not be in the list because there's so many versions of Lost Box that works. Um, I know people were worried about Klefki early on. I've not seen a ton of Klefki. 
I have not. I've seen a few, like a very, very select few. But for the most part, I don't know about you. I've, I really haven't seen a ton of Klefki. Uh, it's because it, it hinders you as well, really. I think that's why I don't see so much Klefki. Like, if you are... If your game plan is to try to shut something down, sure, Klefki is the way to go. But if you are trying to make your deck run and do something, I don't think Klefki is your friend, so to speak. Well, I mean, you can run it in Lugia. Not that you would, because Lugia is a pretty straightforward list. You could run it in Gardevoir, because Gardevoir, 90% of its abilities happen by evolution Pokemon. And Klefki is just basics, correct? Yes. So Klefki is just basics. Uh, I'm trying to think. You you really could play it in Maridon pretty easily. You know, that, um, that tandem unit early is nice, but Regilecki's ability and even even Raikou's ability, it's nice, but it's not it's not game defining. I um well, I think a lot of times with uh, Maraidon, at least the way I, I I have constructed the deck, is there's not too much draw support in there. Because you usually have most things that you need. Right. So I, I, I think you do need Raikou to dig. I think early you do. You definitely do. But that, and that's the tricky part, because like with Guardi, the way I play it, I'm really aggressive with Zacian V, the psychic type, and Kind of like, all right, well, if you're trying to be aggressive early, Klefki, Klefki mid to late game isn't necessarily as strong as Klefki early game. So if you're not going to use Klefki effectively early game, then you kind of have a different argument on your hands, I think. Uh, but that that's my thought. I, Path seems pretty but good right now. Actually, it doesn't really affect Raikou too much because you need to be active, so... True, true, very true. So... It, Raikou doesn't really matter. It stops Greninja. It stops a couple good things, but a lot of decks run Greninja on both ends. I do think Path is pretty strong right now, still. Yeah, I think Path is still the way to go if you want to shut something down. Yeah, I know we're going into the EX era, but but in my playtesting, I have really felt that Path is still the optimal way to shut abilities. And, and yes, you could run Klefki Path, but if if that's something you're attempting, you're probably not setting up your board the way you want to. At least at least as far as I can imagine. But I guess to sum it up, like we were saying, Lost Box won the last two regionals. Going into Scarlet and Violet at EUIC, I, I really am excited to say I have absolutely no expectations. Good. You know, we're we're gonna have the two weeks. We have no regional this weekend, and I have absolutely zero expectations as to what's going to win and what we're going to see. I kind of just want to watch. And, and so I, normally we give like, oh, we think this is going to win, blah, blah, blah. But now Lugia is going to be single strike variant. We'll still see Mew. We'll still see Lost Box. Now we'll see Guardi. Now we'll see Maridon. We will see, I'm not saying big numbers, we will see Oink alone. We will see some of these experimental decks come out. I don't know about you, but I'm just, I'm just super excited, and I'm, um, I'm almost like 
anxious anticipating what deck is going to top EUIC to start this rotation. That's just that's just my thought. But do you got anything else to add in terms of the little break in the event coming up? Nope. All right. Well, we will move into the news. First piece of news, we did get an announcement that we will be getting battle decks for both Chi and Pao EX and Tinkaton EX. The big focus here is uh, Chi and Pao, obviously. These will be coming out on July 7th. Um, it does give the question as to whether or not these cards will be cut from our sets. I'm guessing it's just the artwork that will be cut. It'd be a really big bummer if we have to wait for Chi and Pao a little longer. Because that's going to be one of the big focal points of the set. Uh, I mean, do you think do you think they're just going to give us an alternative art in the boxes, or are we just going to lose it all together? I I think it's just going to be a a regular Chin Pao EX in the battle deck, and then we're also going to get the exact same one in the set. Yeah, I hope so. Maybe, I just I just maybe, hope we don't maybe, get it delayed. Maybe an alternate uh, alternate out. Not like a character alternate route art, but you might get a different alternate art of Chien Pao EX, like a, a basic EX. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you mean with different attacks altogether? No, 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 no. It'll be the same thing. You know how Regilecki has two different card arts? Yes, yeah. Kind of like that. Okay. It's the same card, just two different arts, but it's not a full art. It's not an alternate art. It's not a character alternate art type of thing. It's just a different art. That's fair. And I mean, obviously the big point here is this will hopefully be driving the Chi and Pao price down. Uh, yes. that That's honestly the, the main thing really is making sure that this Chi and Pao goes cheap. And I'm, I'm assuming you have Baxcalibur in this deck too. Right. Because uh, I guess that's a good question. I guess we won't really know right now, but if we get Baxcalibur, that's going to be pretty big for that archetype in general. Because we saw kind of a weird bounce in the prices for Scarlet and Violet base because they started basically just plummeting. They started high like they normally do. And then very soon after the set released, like and I bought my Guardies, they were six bucks. I'm sorry, five bucks. And they crept up a little bit. Now they're kind of steady at seven or eight. But we're starting to see cards kind of they crashed really hard because everyone was basically buying the sets and, and and the new rarities and all that stuff maybe caused prices to drop. But like now, Maridons were five. Now they're 10 base set Maridons. So we are starting to see things kind of fluctuate out. So I am expecting that Chi and Pao will assumably be at a pretty, I'm, I'm guessing around the 10 to $15 mark. You might see a dip like this, but I think this back this battle deck is overall a pretty good thing. Next up on the list, we have Grafai Eye and Shrudel. Shrudel is the basic in terms of the evolution line for Grafai Eye. Grafai is the graffiti Pokemon, the normal psychic, normal psychic type from Scarlet and Violet. This will be coming out in our Paldea Evolve set on June 9th. This is the set that Chi and Pao is also in. The two Shrudels are just kind of Shrudels. Grafai Eye, stage one, 90 HP dark type. For one dark energy, spit poison. Your active, or your opponent's active, I should say, is poisoned. And for also one dark energy, colorful graffiti. 
40 damage. Discard any number of basic energy cards from your hand. This attack does 40 for each basic energy you discarded in this way. It's weak to fighting and a retreat of one. This is very reminiscent of Baby Blounds. Obviously, different typing. Obviously, a different meta, different types of support. What are your thoughts on this card? I mean, because Dark, Dark's in a pretty okay spot right now. I'm not saying it's like running the world, but like it's in a pretty solid spot, all things considered. It's uh, it's in a fine spot uh, because you have energy retrieval and super energy retrieval. So there's ways to recycle the energy back and forth. So I, I really think, try and think the numbers here. Um, so we have how many different basics? Electric, fighting, water, fire, grass. Well, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Yeah, so each typing. So what? We have six? I believe so. Or is it seven? God, we should have figured this out before we recorded. I wonder how many. Let's yeah. see if I can find it in the comments here. I mean, but like it, it knocks out Guardy. Yes. It knocks out it knocks out Mew. For for relatively low cost, all things considered. I'm I'm curious to see how this goes. Yeah, we have fire, water, electric, grass, dark, psychic, fighting, colorless. So I just counted eight. So I think we have eight. Oh, steel, nine. Maybe I'm just Terrible accounting right now. Fire, water, grass. Got those. Lightning yep. and fighting. Psychic yeah. and dark. Yeah. Colorless and steel. That's nine. So effectively eight, because there's no colorless basic. Energy, card. right. Yeah, so so eight. Eight types. So three sixty. Three sixty maximum. So so The the ceiling for the card is a one hit knockout. Yeah, it, it'll be played. Oh yeah, I, I'm excited for it. I think this is again. I'm not calling it Baby Blounds like reincarnated. It is. It is literally that text. Except I believe Blounds was a plus, and this is a multiplier. How do you feel about this? I mean, you played Alolan Exeggutor, which although it it mechanically interacted with different energies differently, but it still played off of the number of basic energies that were different types. Um, I'm excited for it. I need to remember how to recycling energy from discard into hand is not going to be an issue. I think it's trying to make sure I get everything from the deck into your hand. Yeah, I mean we have to dig in. We're probably forgetting a pretty obvious card that searches energies. Energy surge, um, but yeah. I mean, like a Pokemon, like a support mon. Obviously, you could run Refinement Curlia to get draw. You could, you have Greninja, but that defeats the purpose because you're discarding energies. You have Babarel. You have cards that can draw. I, I mean, Curlia is the best draw engine for it, isn't it? I'm not sure necessarily, uh, but Barrel is not bad either. Or maybe maybe this fits in like a Lost Box variant. I know it sounds kind of cheap to to rule it in with Lost Box, but like 
It's not like Cram really needs the energy. No, um, I just don't. Uh, I think lost boxes or lost zone anything really is more too packed as it is. That's fair. Well, it, it just it just has so much. It's just so flexible. Yes. You know, and all this card needs is energies. So I guess I guess we'll have to see. But I think both you and I can agree this is a good single prizer. Uh, it also has 90 HP, so it is level ball searchable. And buddy relevant. rescue carrier return. Yeah, it, it, right there, right. So there's there's a lot of support here for it in terms of HP and accessibility and things like that. So I, I think we're both pretty happy on that. We also finally got some clear text on Bellybolt EX. Bellybolt was revealed a few weeks back, but we didn't really have a clear idea on what it exactly did. Um, we saw some of it, right? We didn't see all of it. I, I like we, don't remember. I feel like we've talked about this before. We're going to cover it again just in case. Um, I know we have talked about it, but again, it was it was kind of... Uh, no, we did. We did cover this. I'm not going to, we're not going to have a huge conversation about it. It was, it was, we got a better scan, I guess. This is the card that for two colorless hit for 50 anywhere on the field. And for one, uh, one colorless and two lightning, 160, discard two lightning and you paralyze your opponent's active. So three energy, 160, paralyze. We talked about this before. I think both you and I were pretty like, is what it is about the card. Has that changed at all? No, not really. So yeah, that that's that's kind of where that is. Now that we can get into one of the more fascinating card reveals we've honestly had in a pretty long time. So the Pokemon 151 set was officially revealed. We knew this was coming in Japan. We will probably get it as a mini set, kind of like the Pokemon Go set, stuff like that. And along with it, we did get confirmation that, you know, there'll be the starter Pokemon, Pikachu, blah, blah, blah. But we will also not only finally get a Kadabra card for the first time in a long, 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 long time because of the legal issues behind it. But we are also getting an Alakazam EX that is quite interesting. So we're going to we're going to spend some time talking about it along with some other cards. We got we got some cool ones to talk about. I will skip the starters. Charmander, Squirtle, and Bulbasaur because they just have their basics here. And I don't want to comment on them until we see the full evolutions. Same thing with Pikachu, really. Abra is an Abra. Kadabra is a stage 1 80 HP Psychic type. For one Psychic, teleport 30 damage. Switch with your bench Pokemon. I mainly wanted to bring that up because, again, Kadabra isn't, hasn't really been seen in years. But then we get to Zam here, Alakazam. Alakazam is a 310 HP Psychic type for two colorless Mind Jack 90 plus 30 for each of your opponent's benched Pokemon. We've seen Mind Jack before. For two Psychic Energy, Dimensional Manipulation. This tech does 120 damage, and then it states, this Pokemon can use this attack even when it is on the bench. It's weak to dark and has a retreat of one. So we have an EX that can now attack from the bench. It does not have to be in the active. It can be protected. And although 120 isn't a really high number, 
This is a really unique attack text that we really haven't seen. I don't think ever. I'd have to go back and do some extensive research, but definitely not in modern modern memory. A lot of people instantly clear, uh, paired this with Klefki and ability lock. You know, Klefki path. You kind of just lock your opponent and you start kind of pinging for this 120. I do believe that is an option. Um, Diancy doesn't work because it only works for basics. What... Where does this card sit for you? Because my gut reaction is I want to play this card aggressively and focus more on mind jack and use dimensional manipulation as more of an end game tactic. Um, I'm trying to figure out <clears throat> what partner it would go with. Uh, acceleration. Well, everybody said Klefki, whatever, which is fine. The issue I kind of see is the en energy uh, acceleration or energy efficiency of the deck, right? I, if you want to be able to use both attacks, you need to write psychic energy. Um, but are you really going to run two stage twos in your deck with Alkazam and Gardevoir EX? So I. It's maybe doable. Like I said, I think Mind Jack is the more um, reasonable and understandable attack. 120 from the bench could be there, but I, uh, it sounds good on paper, but I think in practicality, it just, I don't think it's going to work. I, what I really like about it is I feel like it, it exerts. You know, you and I were talking about this with Zacian View when we were testing Guardi, how when you put that energy on Zacian on the early side of the game, like turn one, you mm -hmm. attach, use Roar of the Sword, attach that second energy, and now your opponent's going, okay, one more energy and he's hitting for 150 next turn. How do I prepare for that? Yeah. It's not game-changing, but it's pressure. I think that in a different light, but the same end goal, I think this provides pressure. You know, if there's an Alakazam sitting on the bench, I think that people are going to have to consider that card's position, its energy count, what their board looks like, things like that. Because Mind Jack is a really good attack. Yes, you could pair it with Guardi, although, like you said, it's clunky. You could pair it with Psychic Types. You could really, you could make it its own deck. You could pair it up. I do believe that there's room to pair stage twos in this meta once things kind of get fleshed out. But I, it's too, it's too uncharted for us to really give an answer, I feel like. Yeah, it, well, there's escape rope and there's um, boss's orders and things like that. So I, I don't really know the, the, the feasibility of it unless there's a Pokemon tool or ability that prevents it being targeted. Right. So that, and we still don't know a lot about the set yet. Kind of like a one of like kind of like a poncho for for Vmax and Vstar, right? Right. So maybe maybe we will see something and maybe we're missing something right now, but it's it's definitely fascinating and I I I don't know what to think about it. So I kind of don't. I kind of just see it. And I, I like that it's there, and I'm really curious to see how it goes because now you open the door to stuff like this. Like I got, 
I think everyone's intrigued about it because of dimensional manipulation. You can attack from the bench, and I think that's really about it. But I think the more important attack, I believe, is Marmine Jack, to be honest. But um, I, I, yeah, it's 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 a shiny new toy in the room that looks completely different. Everybody's excited about it. Um, which I understand, and I kind of want to be excited about it, but I also have huge skepticism about it because stage two problems. Yeah, fair enough. I, I guess I guess we'll have to see, but it's it's worth being excited about because it's new and it's different. And as I as I just kind of stated, it opens the door in a way that I don't know. We could see more cards like this, and I think that's that's even more of the interesting conversation here. Next up, we have Mew. Mew EX, 180 HP, basic psychic, has the ability restart. Once during your turn, you may draw until you have three cards in hand. For three colorless genome hack, choose one of your opponent's active Pokemon's attacks and use it as your own. It's weak to dark and has a retreat of zero. Mew, in the past, has had attacks like this. You know, it, it, it's, I feel like it's pretty typical that we see things. One of recent memory, Mew EX had an ability versatile. This Pokemon can use any attacks of any Pokemon in play, but they need the necessary energy to use the attack. So we've seen stuff like this before, just in different ways. And that was the last time I truly remember Mew being that, that relevant. Um, I also believe that there's an even older Mew EX that did the same thing. Mew EX can use all the attacks of all Pokemon with the necessary energy. This one just has a triple colorless cost, which is a little more friendly. And I guess the downside is it's only on your opponent's side. It's got zero retreat. I, I think it's an instant partner with Guardi, at least in attempt it. You're going to attempt it. What are your thoughts on Mew? It's, I think, same thing. It's a lot of intriguing things. Three energy makes it reasonable enough to not be super worried about it or threatened by it. We do um, have that. We do have that counter energy, though. Do is does it work for multipliers? Oh, you're right. Never mind. Never mind. Yeah. Retract so we don't. Yeah. So it. I don't I don't know how feasible it is. Now the ability is great. It's awesome, but if you're pairing it with Guardi, I've seen your hands. Your hands are big. Yeah, but you you'd put this in Guardi for the attack, not for the ability. Yeah. Which I think it does fit well in Gardevoir. It can. It can. Because, yeah. I mean because Guardi needs to ramp to hit certain numbers, even Maridon's attack for two twenty. Right? Copying that attack could be pretty relevant. Yes, I can. So I think that I think this is a good partner in Guardi as a one of. So I I like it for that. Past that, we'll see where its future lies. Next up, we have Safety Goggles. It is a Pokemon tool. The basic Pokemon this card is attached to has no weakness. I mean, we could talk about this, but really the downside is this is only basic Pokemon. So it's work worse weakness policy. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that text. I wish it was just in general. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I mean, there really isn't much past that, right? No. Yeah. 
Um, we also got a supporter, Giovanni's Charisma. This states, put an energy attached to your opponent's active into their hand. And if you do, attach an energy card from your hand to your active Pokemon. So, you attach to yours, you remove one from your opponent's. It's a disruption card. And I, I think that, I don't know, I don't really think much of it past. I feel like this is going to be played in control lists. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, sure. Is is it okay? Is it valuable in a deck? Absolutely. You attach, your opponent doesn't, or removes, I should say. So obviously, it has value, but we're probably only going to see it in control lists. Probably. I that I can probably see it being played in Oinkalone as well. Well, I guess because Oinkalone is kind of. It's a wall. Oinkalone's not disruption, but that it's because sometimes it's kinda, the, the two ten for Oinkalone is important instead of two ninety. So being able to accelerate an energy card and not a basic energy, it's kind of important. I I think Oinkalone kind of gives me weird like Waylord vibes in certain ways, where it's just kind of like it does more damage than Waylord, but it's also just kind of like kill me XD. Because that's the whole point of the deck is that it's really hard to kill Oinkaline in one shot and you have Sharon's Care. Yep. So, But Sharon's Care also makes this card questionable in your deck as well because, again, maybe as a one-of it's nice, but the time and place for this card is going to be interesting. Yes. But that, that wraps it up for new cards. There's a lot of really interesting stuff. Obviously, Alakazam has got a lot of people talking. Mew EX is something we've seen before in different lights, so it's not catching the light as much as it normally would, but definitely relevant in certain archetypes. Safety Goggles, a bummer. Chi and Pow deck coming out. There's a lot of cool stuff happening. That pretty much wraps it up for our show. So before we head out of here, Joe, is there anything you would like to say? Everybody have a good weekend, a Merry Easter, and have fun. Yeah, there you go. Have a great weekend. Play some Pokemon. If you celebrate Easter, we hope you have a great holiday. If not, we just hope you have a great weekend. Thank you for supporting us as you do each and every week. We will see you next time.